The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Well, let me share from the Word of God tonight. And uh, we will then commence the lighting of the candles and communion. I have preached, I think, four different Christmas messages uh, in this season. I spent a, a fair amount of time today preparing to bring the word of the Lord to you. It's not something that we take lightly. And I never want to bring, you know, something that's stale or old or a canned message. And sometimes I feel like a chef that's in a, in a kitchen to prepare a meal for you. And so I, I did that for a number of hours today. And uh, I was just putting the finishing touches on my sermon. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say... Very simply, Jesus is not just a baby. Now, I, I know that. But how many of you know when God speaks something to your heart that you already know? He might be telling you something you don't. And so, what I feel to be directed by the Holy Spirit, let me share with you. 44 prophecies very quickly, very quickly from the Old Testament that also are in the New Testament about this Jesus. In Genesis 3.15, he was the Messiah born of the woman, also found in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. Jesus is born in Bethlehem, Malachi chapter 5, verse 2. You'll see that also in the New Testament. Born of a virgin, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. You all read the Christmas story in the book of Luke. Mary was a virgin. Jesus would come from the line of Abraham, Genesis 12. He was a descendant of Isaac, Genesis 17. He was a descendant of Jacob, Numbers 24, also found in the book of Matthew, chapter 1. Jesus would come from the tribe of Judah, Genesis chapter 14, verse 10, also Luke 3 and 33, and Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14. He was the Messiah to be born heir to King of David's throne, 2 Samuel 7, also Isaiah 9, 7. Jesus' throne would be anointed and eternal, Psalm 45, Daniel 2, also found in Luke 1 and in Hebrews chapter 1. Jesus would be called Emmanuel, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, also in Matthew chapter 1 and 23. He is, would spend a season in Egypt, Hosea chapter 11. There would be a massacre of children that take place at the Messiah's birth, Jeremiah 31, 15, also in Matthew chapter 2. A messenger would prepare the way for Jesus, Isaiah chapter 40, Luke chapter 3, John the Baptist. 
He would be rejected by his own people, Psalm 69, Isaiah 53. You'll find that in John, in the New Testament, chapter 1 and John, chapter 7. He would be a prophet, Deuteronomy 18.15 in Acts chapter 3 declares him to be a prophet. He would be preceded by Elijah and you can see that in Malachi chapter 4, also Matthew chapter 11. He would be called the Son of God, Psalm 2 verse 7. He would be called the Nazarene, Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1. He would bring the light to Galilee, Isaiah chapter 9. He would speak in parables, Psalm 78, also Isaiah 6, 9 through 12. He would heal the brokenhearted. Can somebody say amen? He would heal the brokenhearted, Isaiah 61, and he read the very same text when he stood in the synagogue and read from Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. He would be a priest after the order of Melchizedek, Psalm 110 and Hebrews chapter 5. He'd be called the king, Psalm 2 verse 6, book of Matthew 27, as well as Mark 11, verses 7 through 11. Little children would praise Jesus, Psalm 8 verse 2, Matthew 21. He would be betrayed, it talked about that in Psalm 41, also in Zechariah chapter 11. How many of you know Jesus was betrayed by Judas? A price of money would be used to buy the potter's field. Zechariah chapter 11, also found in Matthew 27. The Messiah would be falsely accused. Psalm 35. He'd be silent before his accusers. Isaiah 35. You'll find that in Mark 15, consequently. What a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Jesus would be spat on and struck. He would be hated without cause. Isaiah 50, Psalm 35. He would be crucified a criminal with criminals. Isaiah 53 and verse 12. And you'll read that in the Gospels also. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He would be given vinegar to drink. Psalm 69, verse 21. You'll find that in the book of Matthew, 20, chapter 27, and the book of John, chapter 19. His hands and his feet would be pierced. Zechariah 12, verse 10. New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He would be mocked and ridiculed. Psalm 22. Also in all of the Gospels. Soldiers would gamble for his garments. Psalm 22, verse 18. You'll see that in Luke 23, Matthew 27. His bones would not be broken. Exodus 12, 46, Psalm 34, verse 20. John is the New Testament. We'll see that not a bone of his was broken. John 19, 33. He would be forsaken by God. Psalm 22, verse 1. Matthew 27, verse 46. Now, you're, I know I could almost hear that question for a second. I thought you said Jesus is God. He is. But for one moment when he hung on the cross, God, his father, would have to turn from him as Jesus would cry, Eli, Eli, Isabathani, which is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why, if he's God, would he cry out, God, why have you forsaken me? Because he's fully God and he's fully man. And in that one moment, 
The father had to separate himself from him and let him die a criminal's death so you and I can be redeemed. Can I get an amen in the house of God? He would pray for his enemies, Psalm 109. You find that in Luke 23. Soldiers would pierce his side, Zechariah 12 and verse 10. Verse 10, pardon me. You find that in John 19. The Messiah would be buried with the rich, Isaiah 53 and verse 9. And you find that very thing happen, buried in a wealthy man's tomb in Matthew 27, 57 and following. Jesus would resurrect from the dead, Psalm 16, verse 10, Psalm 49, verse 15, and you see him get up. He rises again from the grave. He would ascend to heaven, Psalm Psalm 24, verse 7 through 10, and you see him ascend in the Gospels also. Jesus would be seated at the right hand of God, Psalm 68, verse 18. Psalm 110, verse 1, and you can read that in Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Also in Matthew 22 and verse 44, and the 44th prophecy that I will mention is that he would be a sacrifice for sin. Isaiah 53, 5 through 12, and you'll see that in Romans 5. You say 44? Well, actually, there's 300. But I thought I would just pause and share a few, just a few, tonight. He's more than a baby. He's the Son of God. He put on robes of flesh so that that you and I, if we repent, if we ask for His forgiveness, can receive the free gift of salvation. You see, you need more than a rule book, and I'm so thankful for the rule book, but we all need a Savior. That's what you need. You need a Savior. You can't think your way into heaven. You can't figure it out. You can't do enough good things to make it there. That's why Jesus had to come and die on a cross. Mary was pregnant with more than a baby. She was pregnant with your salvation and mine. Mary was pregnant with blind Bartimaeus' eyes. Mary was pregnant with the miracles of feeding the 5,000, feeding the 4,000. Jesus is more than just a baby. In fact, having now mentioned just a few of the scriptures prophesying about Jesus the Messiah, I'll take you on a journey now showing from the book of Genesis, some of you are going to gasp <laughs> to Revelation, how he's mentioned and even identified and shown through each and every one of those books. It'll only take about 30 seconds. Don't try to write it down. You won't be able to keep up. We are recording. In Genesis, he's the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he's the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's a prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he's the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he's our lawgiver. In Ruth, he's our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he's our reigning king. 
In Ezra, he's our faithful scribe. Nehemiah, he's a rebuilder of the broken walls. In Esther, he's our advocate. In Job, he's our ever-living redeemer. In the Psalms, he is the Lord, our shepherd, and we shall not want. In Proverbs, he's our wisdom. Ecclesiastes, he's our goal. In the Song of Songs, he's our lover and our bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he's our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's a wonderful four-faced man. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fiery furnace. (laughs) In Isaiah, he's our eternal husband. In Joel, he's a baptizer in the Holy Ghost. In Amos, he's our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's our savior. In Jonah, he's the great foreign missionary. In Micah, he's the messenger with the beautiful feet. In Nahum, he is our avenger. In Habakkuk, he is the evangelist pleading for revival. In Zephaniah, he is a Lord mighty to save. In Haggai, he is a restorer of the lost heritage. In Zechariah, <laughs> I can hardly handle it. Oh, come on. Somebody say amen. In Zechariah, he's a fountain springing up into eternal life. In Malachi, he's a son of righteousness. The rise with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he's our Messiah. In Mark, he's a wonder worker. In Luke, he's the son of God. In John, pardon me. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Ghost moving among men. In Romans, he's the justifier. First and Second Corinthians, he's our sanctifier. In Galatians, he's our redeemer from the curse of the law. Can I get an amen in the house of God? In Ephesians, he's the Christ of unsearchable riches. In Philippians, he's the God who supplies all of our needs. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In First and Second Thessalonians, he's our soon and coming king. In First and Second Timothy, he's our mediator between God and man. In Titus, he's our faithful pastor. In Philemon, He's a friend of the oppressed. In Hebrews, he's the blood of the everlasting covenant. In James, he's the Lord who heals the sick. In first and second Peter, he's the chief shepherd who will soon appear. In first, second, and third John, he is love. In Judah, in Jude, he is the Lord coming with ten thousand of his saints. In Revelation, he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's the Lord God. He's more than just a baby. He's the Messiah. He's the King. He's the Savior. He's a deliverer. He's a provider. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like God. There's no one like Jesus. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, put your best hand clap together. Come on, shout and clap to God. Where would you be without the Lord? Come on, stand up on your feet all across this place. Shout hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. He humbled himself and born in a manger. Walked the earth for 33 and a half years. He fed the 5,000. He fed the 4,000. He healed the sick. He set the captives free. And my Bible says that he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Come on, it's the same in every language. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. Put your best hand clap together for God. Lord, we worship you. We worship you tonight and we bless you tonight. 
You are more than just a baby in a manger. You are God eternal. He came into this cesspool to set us free. God, thank you for your master plan and for reaching out and loving us and touching us and calling us unto yourself. We worship you. Come on, put your hands together for God one more time. You may be seated. We're going to begin now to light the candles and start our candlelight part of the service. So if you'll just just enjoy his presence, won't you? When I think about what he's done for me, I can hardly stand it. He's so great. Come on, one more time. Put your best hand clap together for God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. He's more than just a baby. Ushers, if you would, begin. I'll tell you what, we're going to wait. We'll receive communion. Then we'll pass out those, those candles. Be blessed, won't you? Heaven 
with us if you know it sing silent night holy night silent night holy night all is calm all is calm all is bright we're going to begin to serve communion now Mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in. second verse, silent night, holy night, silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight, glorious stream. From heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing hallelujah. Christ the Savior is born. The Savior is born. Sing the first verse of Silent Night. Silent Night. Holy Night. All is come.
being served and I just felt that the Lord want to encourage some of you with uh, with a testimony or two while communion is being passed out and John Duke where are you John John Duke come on up here brother Share, just share for a moment what when you just came in the church just share what God did for you over this past year well uh, I was in the military for four years and um, I went to Afghanistan came back and uh, I was diagnosed with PTSD and I became really depressed suicidal um, was in counseling for two years for it and um, my wife almost left me because of it got kicked out of counseling tried to commit suicide five times where's Anna Anna come here Anna where are you at you got somebody to watch your kids is that okay well you can bring them all if you want it bring your kids come on it's okay let me keep talking well um so got addicted to steroids got addicted to marijuana I figured marijuana was the only thing that would keep my relationship happy because I was that was the only thing that would keep me calm did it work? well um, Jesus is better (laughs) so so one night one night I'm in the bathroom and I just went to church for the first time in months years and Pastor Daniel was praying over me and he stopped praying and he's like He's like, sons, God wants to heal you. And he starts praying over me, and he's just telling me everything that was wrong with me and everything. So that night, I'm, I'm doing my addiction in the bathroom, you know, getting ready to play some video games. And I hear God speak to me, and he says, son, I love you, and I want to heal you. And as he said that, I started to weep and cry, and I didn't know what to do because... You know, I had nothing left. I was going to commit suicide within a couple days. And I hear this other voice says, you know, you need this, you need this, blah, blah. So I just manned up and I just trusted God and I got rid of my addiction. And I flushed it down the toilet that night. And when I did that, the, the Holy Spirit came into me and I accepted Jesus Christ. And I got off five different medications the next day, including antidepressants. And, and, um, I live for God. I got rid of everything. Music. I got rid of music. My old friends. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I don't really care. Because this is my family now. And, and uh, my life is now is I, I um, go to school. I switched my degree from uh, criminal justice to Christian ministries. <laughs> I, I was going to become a cop, but not anymore. Um, I'm in school at KSM here at the church. My, my long-term goal is to become a pastor and just just teach people that God loves them. And, and no matter where you came from, no matter where you came from, you can be, you can be so good in life. And you just give God. Just let God do what he wants to do in your heart. Amen. Hey, uh, Anna, Anna, 
Anna, has he been transformed? Overnight. Like it was, <laughs> sorry, a different man that I have a hard time talking about because <laughs> it's not the same man. God has done great things for you too. You received the Lord. And what, what's it like now? Amazing. Like our life is just completely different and there's peace in our home. And it's just amazing. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. That's because Jesus is, is more than a baby. Lori Lane, come with please. Come on. Has everybody served yet? Almost? If one of my ushers had let me know, that'd be great. Um, I was about 19 years old and I got kidnapped out of my home at Knife Point, taken to the desert, forced to drive to the desert. And uh, while we were driving, I just kept saying, oh God, God help me. And it, it really infuriated the kidnapper and he said, stop that. So I stopped and I started to say it under my breath. And a peace, the peace of God came over me as only God can do. And I uh, ended up asking him a lot of questions about his life. He ultimately let me go and thanked me. <laughs> about a, two years after that, I was um, living with a man and God visited me in my sleep, woke me up going, Lori, Lori, serve me. And I said, oh, God, I don't know how to serve you. I don't know you again. Lori, Lori, serve me. I said, oh, God, I don't know how to serve you. I don't know you. About maybe two years, not sure on the time, went by. I went seeking for God everywhere, became very desperate, very um, friends gone, boyfriend gone. And one night I went to go see a tarot card reader one day and uh, went through the doors of that little lady's <laughs> room where she had a black curtain and she read her cards and she took one look at me and she took 10 steps backwards and she began to shake. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. She sees death. I don't know what's wrong, but she laid out her cards and she was confused and she said oh you're gonna get married in a year and she shuffled up those cards and she shoved me out the door and I just left going oh my gosh I don't know what's wrong and I went to a new job hadn't been there very long and there was a man that always used to sing and he came around the corner and he was singing and he said Lori how are you and I said not good Steve I'm, I went to go see a tarot card reader today and I'm worse now than I was before I went and he said, Lori, you don't need a tarot card reader. You need Jesus. Woo! I said, Steve, where? Where do I find him? He said, it's okay. It's okay. I'll introduce you to him. I said, don't leave. You don't understand. I've been seeking him. And that night, 
That night I gave my life to God and everything changed and I became new and I became on fire for God and I haven't looked back. Come on, isn't that wonderful? I mean, we could go on the rest of the night to hear hundreds of stories about how God transformed and changed people. Y'all have communion that we all served. Can you bring the house lights up just a bit for me, please? Let me do this. That's good. That's perfect. Let me do this. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I know you have juice and a cracker in your hand, but it's good to get this... Okay, we're still, we're still serving. Hurry up. Take your time. Praise the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed, whether you're holding juice and a cracker or not, it's coming. If you are not right with God, God forbid this would be your last Christmas Eve. God forbid that's the case. But if it is and you die, are you going to go to heaven? We've tried to make it abundantly clear that you don't make it to heaven based on any good thing that you've done. The only way you can have your sin forgiven, the only way you can make it to heaven is by repenting, by asking God to forgive you and receiving his free gift. Jesus is more than a baby. He's our savior. He's our deliverer. All across this place, if you're not right with God and you want to get right with God, I'll tell you the greatest gift you could ever give yourself is the same gift that John and, and Anna and his family have given themselves. They made a choice. They made a choice to serve God. Same as Lori. Same as many people here, but I know that there are some, you're not right with God and you know it. Maybe you received Jesus for the first time years ago at a kid's camp but you've drifted away from God. This service is almost over. I will never close the service without giving an opportunity to get right with God. Almost never, because it's the most important thing. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, you want to get right with God for the first time, or you want to make a recommitment just on this right-hand side of the church here just on the right side on this side my left your right if that's you and you're on the right hand side of the church you want to give your life to God for the first time or you want to make a recommitment or maybe the enemy lies to you and says you're not going to heaven and you're not saved on the count of three slip your hand up just on this right side one two three lift your hand if that's you do it now God bless you sweetheart God bless you I see that hand Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. You can put your hand down over on this left side of the sanctuary. On the count of three, you want to get right with God for the first time or make a recommitment to him. Lift your hands. The count of three. One, two, three. Lift your hand high. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. Praise God. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you, ma'am, sir. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. Would you all stand with us? We're all served now. Would you all stand and, and just pray this prayer right out loud. Just right out loud. Say, dear Jesus, come on all across this place. So those online, I can't see your hand, but I know you're out there. 
right out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for sending, pardon me, dear Heavenly Father. Let's, let's start over. We're going to start over, all right? You ready? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to be born of a virgin in a manger and to grow and to walk and to take my sin on the cross and to rise again from the grave for me. Come into my life tonight. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Now on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he, he took the bread and he broke it. And he says, this is my body, which is broken for you. And in the same manner, in likewise manner, he, he took the cup and he blessed it. And he says, this is the blood of the new covenant, my blood, which is shed for you. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. What does that mean? We're remembering that Jesus died on a cross and rose again from the grave. And we just prayed that very simple prayer. But we're also remembering that it's by his stripes we're healed. If you need healing right now, you need a miracle right now, we're going to take communion. You believe for that in just a moment. We're going to do it all together. We're also remembering that he's coming back for his church. He's returning. Remembering he died on a cross. We're remembering healing. We're remembering that he's coming back for his church. So, Father, again, as we stand with these symbols of your body and your blood in our hand, we ask again, Lord, wash us and cleanse us. Heal bodies right now. Do miracles. Disease go. Cancer go. Infirmity go. Every curse be broken by the power of the name of Jesus. The efficacy of the blood of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's eat and drink together. Can you say amen? The cracking cups you hear is by no means mandatory, but it is a tradition that started in our church. You have scripture for it? Yes. The curse of sin is broken. Can somebody say amen? amen. Ushers are going to collect the fragments or the cups from you. Sing something. Sing something. And then Mike Sisson, would you get a team with you and begin to hand out all the candles? Now, we would prefer that... little ones don't have candles because we don't want anything set on fire. Can you say amen? Say amen. Parents, I'll leave it to your discretion, but I will say 10 and under negative. All right, but if you have a 10-year-old that's mature, can handle a candle, you watch them. We want to have the fire, but not that kind. Can you say Amen. begin to pass out those candles and 
We're going to sing a few more Christmas carols and we're going to pray and head home and have a wonderful Christmas. your candles and come on up. Amen. 
state upon our families yes but upon our community upon our state lord from barrow all the way to catch all the aleutian islands god pour out your spirit on alaska and the great northland touch our nation god we pray jesus you're the reason for this season and we're so blessed for all that you've done even as your word says as many as received him he gave them the right to become children of God and so we thank you tonight and we say happy birthday Jesus happy birthday Jesus amen well I'd ask you to clap and shout but that'd probably be a bad idea let's just have a moment if we can a moment of complete silence for those who have died overseas and military loved ones those that are hurting those that are grieving those that passed away over this past year maybe were maimed or lost let's just bow our heads in remembrance of the fallen and the wounded on behalf of my wife and I and all of our staff we bless you and we wish you the very very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you God bless you everybody say Merry Christmas won't you Merry Christmas now if you would 
let's all extinguish these on the count of three. And, you know, if you blow direct at it, you might spray wax with somebody. So the right way, if your mama didn't know or teach you, is put your hand behind it on the count of three. One, two, three. I bet she taught, but maybe you weren't listening. Come on, somebody. Father, thank you for what you've done tonight. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.